Hey, what's going on, Alex? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So welcome, everybody, to the uh, NFL and MLB show on the Lower Antonio Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Lower Antonio. So now, so today we're going to start off with the NFL show, followed by the MLB show. So uh, I want to get your analysts first on what did you think about the Cowboys extending Demarcus Lawrence? I, I, I thought that was a really uh, um, great deal for uh, um, Lawrence right there. You know, I mean, we were kind of talking about the Robert Quinn um, move last week, but, you know, that was a really smart move, I thought, by um, Jerry Jones, you know, really extending the other um, outside pass rusher for the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I'm going to be definitely keeping an eye on that um, defensive line for for Dallas. And if I'm the Giants right now, I mean, I would at least try to at least bolster that offensive lineup because you got a really um, solid pass rush if you're the Dallas Cowboys going into this season. Oh, absolutely. So let me tell you who I predict now, who I predict who the Patriots will play the first and last game of the 2019 season. I say the Patriots start the year at home with the Chiefs and end the year on the road with the New York Jets at the at East Rutherford, New Jersey's MetLife Stadium. And for your Giants, I predict they'll start the year at home with the uh, at home with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife, and then they end the year in Dallas, Week 17. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, um, with the um, Giants and Eagles, I, I, I would like to see that uh, be the um, season opener for for them, and and I, I I could probably see them playing Dallas in the um, week seventeen. It will be it, it will be really nice to see if a uh, Patriots and Chiefs could match up in week one. That would be a definite um, watch on Sunday night football, knowing that they will not play on the. Um, first night because Green Bay is going to play Chicago on the first night of the NFL regular season, but that will be a great Sunday night football game to, to watch definitely. And, you know, hopefully both of our teams can start the season out well against those two tough opponents, but still very beatable. Absolutely. So my question for you is I have two is are there contract extensions coming for Jared Goff, Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers and, Will the Patriots keep Chris Hogan? Um, I I, I, de- I definitely think um, that um, Tom Brady and Jared Goff definitely do deserve um, extensions for themselves. You know, Brady has to be, I think, careful with how long he's going to go. I would probably maybe say I would give him like a three, four-year deal just to kind of keep it safe. But Goff, he definitely deserves, I think, maybe like a five, six-year contract from the way that he and Sean McVay have really – teamed up rivers is kind of just that one question mark i have because you know we're kind of entering into this new era of nfl quarterbacks and you know all the quarterbacks from the 2004 draft class are starting to get older you know eli's kind of starting to show some age roethlisberger's kind of in and out of retirement and with rivers i don't know if he's kind of the same thing or not so i'm i'm a little wary of how long the chargers are going to extend him if they are going to give him an extension that's just kind of that one I'm like kind of in the middle between on um Philip Rivers and then as for um Hogan on your um wide receiving core for New England I definitely think you need to keep him because I think um I think he provides a very um nice possession style receiver I kind of really kind of see a lot of similarities between him and Edelman and knowing that Amendola is coming back for you guys as well you know no he's not Amendola's a lion 
Oh, that's right. Sorry, 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 sorry. My bad. With yeah, yeah, but definitely I could see them keeping him to team up with Julian Edelman and really just help secure that wide receiver core for New England. Absolutely. So now that being said, uh, so do you think the do you now think the Rams extend Goff, the Patriots extend Brady, and the Chargers extend Philip Rivers? What do you think? Um, for Phil, for Philip Rivers on, excuse me, on on his extension, I'm like I said, I'm just I'm kind of in the middle on it. I'm just I'm I'm not really sure how much the Chargers are going to go into it because I almost have a feeling that maybe San Diego is going to be looking for a quarterback in about one or two. Mean L.A. the Chargers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that being said, let's talk about who's a better replacement for Groff for New England's tight end needs. Is it Noah Fant, Irv Smith Jr., or do you think both will get drafted by the Patriots in the first and second rounds of the 2019 NFL Draft? Um, if, I, if I'm the Patriots, I, I probably wouldn't go um, all out into drafting two tight ends, but if I had to choose um, one over the other, I would probably have to um, choose Fant because I really think you know he can <clears> – <throat> excuse me, he can really bring kind of a balanced um, – Kind of kind of thing onto that um, New England offensive line. You know, he can be a great blocker, and I also think you know he's going to be also a great um, safety valve for for Tom Brady. I don't think he's as athletic as Gronkowski is, but if they want someone as athletic as Gronkowski is, then I would go after Irv Smith Jr. Because Noah Fan, I think, is the more prototypical tight end that a lot of NFL teams want to see. But if you want someone with more athleticism, you're going to go after Irv Smith and. If I'm the Patriots, I would probably maybe go the safer direction with Fan. But if they do want to draft Irv Smith, I'm I'm fine with that. Of course, that for sure. So now, another question for the Chargers is: Do you think the Chargers keep Antonio Gates and Corey Legion in 2019? Um, <clears throat> I I definitely think they they do. I think um you know Antonio Gates, you definitely still need his leadership on that offense. You know him and Philip Rivers. You know just really just kind of embody that veteran presence there and then as for um legion on your defense there you know i definitely think you know he needs to be staying there as well he really kind of needs to still help mentor joey bosa into the league a little bit and you know he's gonna add that veteran presence on their defense so i definitely think you have to keep two guys knowing that just they can bring just great leadership and know that they still have at least something left in the tank to give to los angeles Oh, of course, that's for sure. So now, but here's a question today for your Giants: Who do you think the Giants draft Dwayne Haskins or Christian Wilkins with the Giants' pick with the sixth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft? <laughs> it it kind of goes back and forth for me with this, kind of between if they're going to take Haskins or not. I I almost am having the feeling that if they do not want to go after Dwayne Haskins. I'm almost a keeper for you right there of drafting um, Christian Wilkins and then defense in that defensive line help. I, I definitely think if they can get someone else on their defensive line, that's, you know, at least a top rated prospect and then at least probably go after a quarterback at number 17. But I mean, it's just, it, it's such a far fetched thing. So I, I really don't know what is in, um, get all in his mind of how he wants to kind of portray this draft. But if they do want to pass on Haskins or if someone takes Haskins and Murray before the Giants 
have their draft pick at number six, then I could probably see him maybe taking someone on defense like Wilkins and then maybe at 17, maybe reach for Greer or maybe maybe reach for another quarterback. So it'll be very interesting to see how Gettleman plays this in the NFL draft. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting draft right there for Dave Gettleman, that's for sure. So now, now that being said, um, let's talk about the Jets. Um, do you see them trading back? in the 2019 NFL draft for more draft picks. And my other question for you is what did you think of the new New York Jets uniforms? To me, they look like the Oregon Duck uniform. They look like the Oregon Ducks uniforms. They kind of do. Yeah, it was it was a little um kind of unappealing to me at first kind of like when I first saw it, but then you know, I kind of said, you know, they're just kind of maybe just trying to change it to the transition and, you know, really help Sam Darnold out and this is kind of the Point I'm going to make for their draft picks as well is that if the Jets do want to really um, bolster their lineup up and using the NFL draft, then you know I would almost think that they would want to trade back and know that you just need a lot more offensive weapons for Donald. You know, now you just got Le'Veon Bell for a four or five year contract right there, but now you start to need. You know, you're going to need some offensive line help. You're going to at least need maybe one, two good receivers to help them out, even maybe steal a tight end in there. So if I'm the Jets here, knowing that you have Adam Gase as your new head coach who's very offensive-minded, if you want more draft picks and you want to stockpile a lot of them on offense, I would almost immediately go to that game plan and just hope that it works out and really kind of give Sam Darnold the weapons he needs to hopefully contend the Jets in at least four or five years. Absolutely. So now let's talk about now our 2019 NFL offseason outlooks, and we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's start with the Jags. So questions for the, for you about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Will Nick Foles help the, Jagu- the Jaguars turn around in 2019, and can Leonard Fournette stay healthy for a full season? That uh, I mean that I mean that Nick Foles question, and in, in my opinion, I think is the uh, um, is the biggest question for a lot of Jacksonville Jaguars fans. For for me, I think Nick Foles is probably going to really help this turnaround a little bit because I think he is going to really start to bring something to Jacksonville that they haven't really had. I think since Mark Brunel when they um, were first coming into the NFL and the. 90s he's going to bring just a very veteran presence there and I think I think part of the reason why they have struggled for so many years and of course they had the one run to the AFC championship is they really try to rush all those young quarterbacks and they rushed in Garrar they rushed in Leftwich and now they kind of try to do the same thing with Bortles but I think here with Foles I think he's going to probably do almost the same thing that Mark Brunel did when he first came to Jacksonville and their expansion. And then from 96 to 99, they went to all those consecutive playoff runs. So I could definitely see Foles doing that. And then as for Leonard Fournette, I definitely think he um, can stay healthy for this season, you know, and I kind of really like how they've kind of used him a little bit. They haven't really, you know, try to bang him over the head with getting too many carries and just really trying to, figure out what's the best scenario for him, but he needs to stay healthy this year if Jacksonville's going to the playoffs. Absolutely. You're right about that here. So now uh, the team needs for the Jaguars, they need an outside linebacker. I have them drafting Montez Sweat with the seventh pick in the 2019 NFL draft. 
And then my breakout players for the Jaguars in, in 2019 are Leonard Fournette, Miles Jack, and Talvin Smith. Yeah, yeah, I definitely um, agree with you that they could definitely go after um, Sweat in the um, first round, right? Right there, I kind of um, am also really excited to see how some of the other guys are going to do. You know, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on um, Fournette on there, but I'm also going to try and keep an eye on a uh, D.D. Westbrook and also a Keelan Cole on their uh, wide receiving course. I really liked seeing how they transformed Jacksonville when they went to the AFC. Um, championship two years ago and then for their defense as well you know I I definitely think Telvin Smith is um definitely going to be an going to going to be someone to watch out for and then as for Miles Jack as well I mean the the one concern that I heard from him coming out of the draft was his injury prone at UCLA but when he was a part of that Jacksonville Jaguars defense in 2017 you know if he can turn it up a notch along with Telvin Smith you know Jacksonville could easily once again have a top 10 defense in the NFL this year absolutely so now let's go to the Titans so questions for you about the Titans is is Marcus Mariota the face of the franchise the quarterback for the Titans is or and is Ryan Tannehill an insurance policy for the Titans yeah I mean that I mean that was almost a a big curveball for me right there you know when I heard that the um that Miami was releasing Tannehill to go to Tennessee here the I, I the the one thing that really kind of confuses me here about this move to Tennessee is that I don't know if they are set and Marcus Mariota there. You know, I almost feel that because they traded for Ryan Tannehill, now they're going to have almost a bit of a quarterback controversy here because you know both quarterbacks you know are still very young in my opinion. They still are just kind of trying to learn this game out and. I mean, I, I, if, if, if you were to ask me, I think Marcus Mariota isn't the franchise quarterback for the Titans yet because he still needs to evolve in the game a little bit. But Ryan Tannehill, on the other hand, has been the more prototypical quarterback when he was for Miami. So if, if I'm a Titans fan um, this, this offseason, just kind of seeing the way their quarterback situation is, I'm just kind of almost on my um, – on the on the tips of my on the tips of my toes here, just kind of really saying, you know, are they going to go the more prototypical route, or are they going to really stick with Marcus Mariota's style of option running and just really short passing games? So it, it's a lot of uncertain uncertainty in uh, Tennessee this year. Absolutely, it could be. So the team needs for the Titans, they need a wide receiver. I have them drafting AJ Brown at pick nineteen. My breakout players for the Titans are uh, are Marcus Mariota and Malcolm Butler. Yeah, yeah, I definitely um, have a Ma- Malcolm Butler on on my sides. I I really kind of liked how he kind of brought a really um, great discipline into that Tennessee secondary. You know, last year he's kind of really helped turn their um, defense around there. And then as for um, you know my breakout star, I, I I'm I'm really excited to see how Derrick Henry is going to do this year for Tennessee. You know, I really liked how he kind of turned it on a little bit last year with that 99 yard touchdown run against the Jaguars last season. And, you know, I, I really have high hopes for him and, you know, hopefully they will go a wide receiver around the first round. Cause I definitely think they could use help there. Cause I, I really like um, Corey Davis as well on their wide receiving core, but I also think, you know, if they can get one more guy and then just really see, you know, 
how their quarterback situation is going to be, if they're going to go more prototypical with Tannehill or if they are going to stick with Mariota. So it'll be really interesting to see the direction Tennessee decides to go in the first round. Yeah, absolutely. So now that being said, um, now that being said, um, do you agree with the you you agree with the draft pick I mentioned for the Titans? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, Brown? with AJ Brown because yes. they need uh mm-hmm. they need another they need a they need a number two receiver. I mean, Corey Davis has emerged as the number one receiver for the Titans, but they need more than that. They do, and then they do absolutely. You know, I definitely um think like I was saying with Corey Davis. You know, I I, I really liked him coming out of um I think it was Western. Michigan he came out of but you know I think you know if you're gonna draft a number two wide receiver right there and AJ Brown you know I mean you're almost kind of almost willing to kind of say that you're almost gonna go the Ryan Tannehill route because I think that Mariota is just that's the one thing that needs to improve in in his game is his pocket passing because I still see him a lot as almost like a running style quarterback so I mean that'll just be a really interesting decision how Tennessee's gonna play this by year either they're going to go a wide receiver route or maybe even add maybe somebody on defense in the first round so it, it'll be interesting to see what what direction they take absolutely so now let's go and rank our top five quarterbacks and running backs heading into the 2019 season so i'll start off with my list for the quarterbacks i have it like this tom brady number one drew Brees number two aaron Rodgers number three philip rivers number four russell wilson number five tied for fifth is patrick mahomes and jared goff and my top five running backs heading into the 2019 season are Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I almost have almost the same list as you do with with, with these guys, you know. And I, I, I definitely, um, I definitely think you know this is going to be just a, a great year, really, for for all these guys to really prove themselves. But I definitely think. Um, the two big guys that I think could make the biggest jumps in, in the, in, in the, in these lists that you and I had here is definitely, it's going to be um, Ezekiel Elliott. And of course, seeing how the sophomore season for Patrick Mahomes is going to be, you know, I like Saquon Barkley there at number four. I kind of have him about the same as me, but my biggest concern with Barkley is that once the Giants make whatever moves they decide to do, but they really just kind of tax Barkley for a lot of carries. I'm concerned with with injury for him. With Zeke Elliott on the other hand, though, you know, I think he if he if he stays healthy for a full season this year and wins another rushing title this year, I definitely think he is gonna kind of be in that range where he could almost pass Melvin Gordon a little bit and maybe almost kind of be almost half and half between him and Le'Veon Bell. And then as for um, Patrick Mahomes on the court, on the quarterback list, you know, I kind of have him almost in the, in the middle on mine with, with there, but I definitely think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how his sophomore year is going to, is going to really transition here. You know, he's the defending MVP, you know, he's got a lot of pressure on him, but I think if he can just really turn it on for another great year, you know, he is going to, kind of be in that same conversation between probably Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. But I definitely think, you know, Brady and Breeze are definitely the two biggest guys and Le'Veon Bell and Gurley, you know, are the two best running running backs there. That that I definitely agree agree with you on on, on your list. All right. So now let's talk about 
Coder's on the hot seat heading into the 2019 season. So my list isn't that big. So I have three coaches that are on the hot seat heading into the 2019 season. It's uh, Jason Garrett, Jay Gruden, and Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with uh, um, Ron Rivera right there. You know, I, I, I'm going to kind of give a pass here to um, Gruden on, on my list here because I'm kind of starting to buy into the fact that he is kind of starting to rebuild the Raiders in, in his vision, and he's got a lot of years on his contract. I'll give him a pass there, but Ron Rivera, in my opinion, though, needs to just really focus on what's going on here. You know, Newton just had soldier – shoulder surgery this off season. And, you know, I just don't think that offense under Norv Turner is just really going to get him anywhere. Cause I just do not like the way the Panthers played in that second half of the season last year. And then as for Jason Garrett, you know, I, I almost think it's kind of the same thing as well as with the offensive um, play calling as well. You know I mean? It's just kind of just a head scratcher to me, you know, just knowing that, you know, some games it's like, you know, just, you just grind Ezekiel, Elliot into the ground, but then other games, it's like Dak Prescott's just throwing the ball willy-nilly, and just, you know, sometimes you just can't really have that. You need a more disciplined offensive attack, so it'll be interesting to see there, and I actually have one other coach on the hot seat for me, and it, and it's actually um, the coach for my team on the Giants as well. I, I kind of have Shermer on my hot seat a little bit, because I think if if his offense doesn't show much next year and they really put all the trust once again in Eli Manning if he is going to be the starting quarterback again day one and you know just they and they just have like another 10 lost season I would almost consider you know his job almost gonna be on the line as well so I mean there's there's gonna be you know some big decisions going to happen between the Panthers Cowboys and Giants knowing how their seasons are going to turn out this year it'll be Really interesting to see what happens. Absolutely. So now let's predict the best and worst teams of the AFC and NFC in 2019. So for the best teams in the AFC and NFC will be the Patriots and Saints. The worst teams will be the the uh, Giants and Dolphins. Yeah, I could definitely, uh, um, I could definitely see the Dolphins kind of being in last place in in that division. You know, I you know I really didn't like that move of training Ryan Tannehill. We kind of talked about. Um, that a little bit earlier, but I also um, think, I don't think my Giants are going to be last place in the NFC East. I'm going to almost give that bid to the Redskins, in, in my opinion, because I think the Redskins are kind of in that um, situation where Alex Smith may not come back from his injury, and I'm almost kind of curious to see how their quarterback situation is going to be there, but then, as for the Patriots and Saints, you know, I mean, those two are, are definitely the biggest teams there I kind of have the Rams kind of on my outside shot there with 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 them because I think they are they're kind of pretty equal to the Saints in my opinion but I'm almost I I almost don't think there's any other team that can really probably catch New England in the AFC next year unless if you really kind of talk about the Chiefs because I think AFC South still needs to get there and so does the AFC North so I really think the Patriots and Chiefs are the two best teams in the AFC Absolutely. So now my final NFL thoughts of the day is expect the Patriots to go 16-0 in 2019, man. It's going to be a good year for them, and they're going to win back-to-back Super Bowls. And you know Tom Brady's looking for that lucky number seven ring. It'll be, it'll be really amazing if he can get there to number seven. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be definitely watching to see if he can 
chase that down. And then um, as for my final NFL thought, you know, I mean, it's just I'm going to be really interested to in seeing, you know, how um, Miami is going to really figure out their quarterback situation as well as the Washington Redskins that I brought up. Just some head-scratching trades just leading to some really big decisions in this next year's NFL draft for these teams. And they got to really, you know, focus on where they're going to select and who's going to be the new leaders of their franchises. Absolutely. So when we come back, we'll take a break and then we'll talk about a lot of baseball stuff right after this.